Hi, I'm Peter Mullen from Mullen Natural Health Centre. Have you ever thought about coming to see a naturopath but weren't sure if we could help? Why not try our free 15-minute phone consultations? Call 4961 4075 or go to mullenhealth.com.au for details. 2NURFM's Health and Wellbeing. For our sponsor, Mullen Natural Health Centre, Hamilton. And great to be uh, back this week, Peter Mullen. Welcome, sir. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Mark. I haven't seen you for a little while. Yeah, at least two weeks. At least I think. two weeks. Kind of missed you, Peter. Kind of missed you. <laughs> and look, you've missed us so much. You've actually brought in a guest this I week. I have as well. brought a, a very special friend in today, Ben Armstrong. Um, Ben's the owner of a, the Apothecary Kitchen in Hamilton. So um, we're regulars at the Apothecary Kitchen. They're just around the corner from us in Hamilton, and we absolutely love what Ben does with food. So. Um, when we heard about his head chef, head chef Dan being diagnosed with cancer, we were keen to help. So today we're going to be talking about a charity event we've got coming up. And I thought while we've got Ben here, Ben's an expert on fermenting. We'll get to pick his brains about um, fermenting, how we got into it, and you know maybe some tips to get us started as well. It's a, definitely a growing area of interest for a lot of people, diet and nutrition. And um, we're here today, as Mark was saying, with Ben Armstrong, the owner of the Apothecary Kitchen in Hamilton. Um, so welcome, Ben. Thank you. Um, as naturopaths, you know, obviously we've talked a lot on this show before about um, all the enormous importance of having a healthy diet. Um, on discussion with you, um, I love your take on food and healthy eating. How would you how would you sum up your um, philosophy around food? Um, I guess our philosophy is always a bit of a journey, a journey through historical cooking techniques, and um, we find ourselves needing to ferment. To, to cook that way and um, find ourselves journeying through traditional ways of cooking and in particular you know Mediterranean styles of cooking and then through that we realize that it's um, a healthier way to cook for a lot of reasons so with a so the Mediterranean diet is a, a diet that's been or around since forever hmm. um, how would you how would you sum up the Mediterranean diet like as an approach um, it's, it's certainly vegetables and Healthy grains first, and and meat is um is is secondary and 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 just a small part of it. And I think how we eat today, it, it's, it's it's the opposite way around, and um you know, that'd be part of our problem. Yeah, look, and I I, I tend to agree with that. Like um the the way we eat these days is a lot more carbohydrate based, a lot more cereals and grains. Um, meat tends to be a big part, and even some of the some of the popular diets out at the moment are promoting that we eat more meat. But um, I went to a, a cooking demonstration at your place not long back, and one of the things you said on the night really struck a chord with me that, um, you know, we should basically be eating more like vegetarians where the bulk of our diet is plant matter and then have really good um, good small sources or adequate sources of really good quality, sustainably grown and ethically sourced animal protein. Yeah. So I thought that, that, is that, that's kind of along the lines of what you, what you would recommend. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think if you you know look at things like you know paying the true cost of food and ethically um, grown meat, it, it's quite expensive, and and that you know incorporating that into your diet, it, it needs to be done in a small way. And yet through doing it that way, you end up eating a, a much more healthy diet. Well, when when um one of the reasons that, that we've been sort of banging on a bit about fermenting and fermenting foods is um on. As naturopaths, we've talked for years about the health of the the gut, 
And we've talked about that numerous times on the show, Mark, haven't we? The, oh, almost uh, to the exclusion of all <laughs> other things. <laughs> but for us, it's such a central thing, having mm. a healthy gut microbiome. And um, Ben and I were just talking in the car on the way over here. All the, the latest research on the gut microbiome, where they've actually mapped the, the different species that potentially can live in our gut. And um, the big thing that they're, they're saying is, is a really good indication of how healthy you are is diversity. It's having, because there's over a thousand, can be over a thousand different species of bacteria live in our gut. And um, it's the diversity, having that wide range. And one of the things that keeps coming up is that one of the things that really encourages a wide range of diversity in your gut is uh, a plant-based diet predominantly. Yep. So that's uh, so I love that concept. And the Mediterranean diet, like, you know, it's been linked to a number of health benefits, including prevention, reversal of things like metabolic syndrome, improved heart health, um, reduced risk for stroke. Um, there's been studies looking at rheumatoid arthritis, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's. So as a health model, it's actually, you know, probably one of the most well-researched diets or diet models that we've sort of come across, so... So I love that concept. Um, Peter, you, you mentioned the, the diversity of gut flora is paramount there yep. and that if we have more plant-based matter, it goes up and the more meat we have, it seems to go down. Why is that? Is it that the plant-based encourages um, that diversity or the meat is taking it away? Um, yeah, the, the plant-based the plant encourages Diet. the diversity. And, you know, they've done studies where they've taken someone from a vegetarian diet to a meat diet and they've found that the, the gut flora has changed considerably in a short period of time so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of still including some good well well resourced um, animal protein but having the bulk of it as, as plant based and Ben so how did you get into the, um, the whole concept of um, fermenting like what was what was the starting um, point for you well I guess like I said we, we tend to like to go back to the history of any one dish and I'm, I'm pretty sure we were making a Reuben sandwich about five or six years ago and one of the components is sauerkraut and you can buy it in the shop in a jar for three or four dollars or you can make your own and and, and that was the start of the journey we wanted to make our own and then we had to learn how to get a live culture going and how to um, do our own fermentation and from there everything else so it started started with sauerkraut it did started with sauerkraut a journey starts of a thousand steps begins with one or something like that, isn't it? Yeah, with mm. with a sauerkraut. It's it a, does. That's a good start. It does, does, and and the, it's a very popular um, the the fermenting food very popular now. It's like it's gaining some traction. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, now now people don't push it to the side of the plate, and um, we don't have to pretend that we didn't that, do that it. That helps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I went I went out in Sydney. Um, we were down for the weekend, and we went to a cafe, and they had a Reuben sandwich on the on the menu yeah right I thought of you which is the pastrami and then they had a really nice sauerkraut as well did you have it yeah I did I did just to celebrate the whole concept of fermenting (laughs) coming from your origins Ben (laughs) so again we're here with um, Ben from Apothecary Kitchen in Hamilton and um, Ben in the first section we've just been talking about how you got into fermenting um, the importance of you know basically a diet that's based on plant matter you know with small amounts then of good quality meats nuts and seeds, eggs, um, olive oil, um, red wine seems to pop up a bit with the Mediterranean diet. Yeah. 
<laughs> it seems to pop up with most diets that I <laughs> seem to be aware of. It could be wrong. Yeah, well, thing. it seems to be. There's a consistent theme there anyway. And I think actually I was reading something about beer. I think beer originally was one of the origi- was an originally a, a fermented yeah, product made from vegetable scraps and things like that. Yeah, right. That's... That's fairly niche. I'd, I'd give it a go. <laughs> I think he's, I think that would be a great thing to try. We're learning more about Peter Mullen as the weeks go by, aren't we? He's out, out the, the back scabbing through garbage bins, finding <laughs> veggie vegetables. Oh, mate, I'll start brewing my own beer now. Well, I think, oh, look, I think there could be a market in in as long as on the front of the fashioned fermented beer. As long as on the front of the can, there's a picture of your face. Yeah, I think that's okay, the way to okay. go. Okay, <laughs> we don't know about that. We'll we'll see. You and I together, maybe <laughs> one on one side, one on the other. <laughs> Now, Ben, um, we were just talking in the break a little bit about, um, obviously, with what you do, food's what you do. Um, The quality of the food is obviously of the utmost importance. Where do you source the the projects that you use? Where do you get – what are some tips on where we could all be getting our fresh fruit and veg and stuff from? Um, I I think the best place is a farmer's market. And um, when you get there, just to – to, to look a bit closer and make sure that you're buying actually from a farmer, oh okay, as okay. opposed to an on-seller, and, and to, to just so that you you know where your money's going, and also you can talk to them about how they grow it and whether or not they use chemicals, and you can also doing it that way you can fall in sync with the seasons. Which um, if you're buying from an on-seller, that that's not guaranteed. Can you talk a bit? That's a fascinating thing. We we that was a big big area of interest when I was at college. 20 odd years ago that just that concept of eating eating with the seasons yeah um but it really really forces you to you know do without things for starters which is probably a good thing but also you know when something's in you you, like a cauliflower at the moment is a big one in cabbage which is good um but you know you need to your diet swings around that and so immediately it, it, it sort of nudges you into using different grains different meats different cooking styles you know, like we use a lot of miso at the moment just because it, it's going well with what's in season, but that may not be the case in another month or so. Fantastic. And one of the things that, again, we were talking about this before about um, how important diversity is with our gut flora, um, a lot of us do just eat the same vegetables. Like a lot of my patients would have broccoli. You know, if they're having broccoli, they'd have broccoli five nights a week. They'd be having um, cauliflower, maybe maybe carrots, you know, I still get patients come in that have potatoes, peas, pumpkin, and mm. you know broccoli. So, if you're if you're eating just because that's what you always have, you're not going to get the diversity of someone that's eating more seasonally. So, I think that's a great, great concept. Um, and what about your animal animal produce? What sort of stuff do you look to buy at the farmers markets or elsewhere? So uh, again, we 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 try to buy from the grower, or we do buy from the grower. Yeah. So we know how they're um, treating the animals, how the, whether the animals are open range, free range, organic, whether they're using hormones and antibiotics. We, we can vet all of that by, by getting to know the, the farmer. And that's not assured if you go to the butcher. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so having a conversation with the, the vendor, mm. developing those relationships and you know, understanding where the food comes from. Yeah, Ben, you mentioned trying to grow, uh, obtain the the produce from a grower as opposed to a non-seller. Is it hard uh, a process to try and sift through and find out who is 
in which camp, or is it a fairly easy process once you start opening some conversations? There, there are, at the farmer's markets that we go to, there are signs that say whether or not they're a genuine grower or an on-seller, and... Um, yeah, so, that's, so that's I guess if you, I guess if you are in that camp, you'd be wanting to promote that fact anyway. So it'd be fairly open. Yeah, it is, and and but you you can tell relatively quickly. Yeah. Mm. And with the the um, and obviously in the the taste when you when you're eating the food that's come from well resourced places or better resourced, obviously there's a big difference in the taste. Yeah, there's a big difference in the taste, and you immediately notice the the shelf life on something you buy from the markets because it, it it hasn't travelled very far. And, um, yeah, you'd be surprised at, you know, lasting more like two weeks as opposed to three to five days. Yeah, and, wow. And, wow. Um, so you know, you know the journeys it hasn't been on, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the places it hasn't been in the meantime. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, so again, back to our gut microbiome. I was reading an article recently and they were saying that it's um, um, really important to try a wide range of vegetables as well. And plant matter. So, you know, I'd recommend anyone listening out there, don't just stick with eating the same vegetables day in, day out. When new stuff comes in season, you know, when asparagus is out, when other types of vegetables that you might not normally think to um, try, mm. that's a great way to try and encourage that wider wider diversity. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, mm. very good. Keep trying new things. Now, with um, fermenting, so you told us how you got into fermenting um, and you do a lot of your own fermenting um, foods from scratch. What sort of foods do you regularly ferment? Ca- cabbage is pretty much a staple, um, as in a sauerkraut type as in, thing. As in a sauerkraut, yeah. it, it's. Yeah. Um, I don't really understand the science of why, but it's very easy to get a successful fermentation with cabbage. So it's sort of the the, the base of learning any kind of fermentation, uh, and from then you can move on. Um, things like cucumbers are a, a little bit harder. Um, Beetroot's quite easy. Um, when Chinese cabbage are around, that that's really great for making kimchi. Okay. And, okay. Um, and we do that when we can get them locally. And um, but yeah. What about some of the? Do you do some? Um, I was over there or a while ago. I had some fermented porridge. Yeah. So um, we ferment oats um, to make them more digestible and. Um, yeah, that's that, that. That actually brings out a, a quite a nice flavour, almost a sweetness in them, which is um, which is pretty special. So originally, originally, I guess fermenting was, as you said before, like more for necessity. That you know, if you had produce, you fermented it mm. because we didn't have refrigeration and things like that. Yeah, and I think um, you know, I mean, you think of Scottish porridge um, two hundred years ago. It was sort of sat in the pot all day and then got heated up again the next day and. It was sort of, it's it's naturally fermenting and the milk wasn't um, pasteurised, so it was taken... With no refrigeration yeah. back there, so the fermenting really mm. played a dual role, kept everybody healthier, hopefully, and um, yeah. helped the food to last or be preserved for a longer period of time. Some uh, good secrets there and some uh, good uh, ways to start with the cabbage and beetroot, some of those other great veggies. Get, get the journey started, Peter. Sounds great. Yeah, absolutely. And our uh, very special guest, Ben, from the Apothecary Kitchen. Uh, of course, uh, Peter's been laughing at me all day because I, <laughs> I cannot say the name of your restaurant that well. I've been, I've been struggling all morning. That was perfect. That was I, perfect. I thought, you know what? I'm just going to go straight in there. <laughs> Uh, boots and all and say it not going to think about it and I got there I think you must have been practicing that in your mind 
No, I really wasn't. I, it was you a last-minute decision. Oh, that very, was awesome. very last-minute. That, that was perfect. I think we need to uh, talk about the event that's coming up because, Peter, you're, you've got a starring role in this too. Yeah, well, we, so we've got so the, the event, as we were saying before, the, um, we've got a charity event on next Tuesday night, Ben, and um, the event came about um, when we heard about um, what had happened with your head chef, yep. Dan. Um, so Dan was diagnosed with... Cancer? Cancer, yeah. Yeah. How long ago, roughly, was that? It's, it's three months. Okay. I think. Okay. Yeah. And we were just sort of talking about in the break that, you know, it's really it's difficult when someone that you really care about has been diagnosed with something like this and everybody really does want to help. Mm. But it's hard to know sometimes what's the best way to help. So um, we thought that was a great idea of yours to, to pull this event together and actually all the money marked from the night it's a ticket sales and um but all the money from the night will be donated to dan towards you know whatever he and his family need to use the the money for so fantastic as i said it's a great way for people that you know that you don't always know how to help in these situations on the night it's going to be a bit of fun i'm thinking <laughs> you and i will both have microphones on out the front and, um, Will this event be filmed, Peter? Uh, I don't know. It, might, it, might, it might end up more of a comedy show than anything. I'm not quite <laughs> sure how it's all going to go. Today's a practice go for us, though, wasn't it? Yeah, we've done all right. <laughs> we've done all right. You're invited back next week. Great, thank That's you. Fine. Ben, too? Yep, absolutely. Great. Um, so, Ben, on the night, so it'll be a bit of a, a, a laid-back night. You know, obviously it's for a very serious reason, but, yeah. you know, we really want to celebrate um, health and gut health and fermenting as well um so on the night you'll be sharing with us you'll be doing a hands-on demo which will be great yes um what we'll be making on the on the night so we will be making sauerkraut as a room a hundred of us hopefully uh, as a room so yeah. everybody will get the go a go of mm. feeling the cabbage having a munch up of the cabbage yeah, i've got a special plan on how to make that happen okay okay a hundred people feeling up cabbages <laughs> it can only get better from here <laughs> uh what else um we'll be doing a demonstration on how to ferment the oats and talking a bit about that having a taste of that having a taste of the sauerkraut and um, we'll also be doing a small demonstration on kombucha and having a taste of that as well. Fantastic. So people will get samples of or taste of all of these things as we go. Very, very nice. Great event you got going there. It'll be very, very interesting. Ed, look, it will be good fun, and we're keeping it very relaxed, you know, questions as they pop up. Um, um, I'll be talking a, a bit about, I know a bit about gut health, so I'll be talking a bit about gut health, um, including, like, what it is to have a healthy gut, and more on the benefits of fermented foods but tying it hopefully the plan is tying it all together so it's it's fun it's educational um and people go away with some really great tips on really how to you know really make a big difference with their own health and that's that's i guess our celebration going forward is what we can be doing ourselves to have better health in the you know for us for ourselves as well um, as I said, all the proceeds from the ticket sales for the night will be donated to Dan and his family. Um, so, so next Tuesday night at the Charlestown Multi-Purpose Centre in Charlestown. And if people are interested in knowing more details, they can get onto our website at Mullen Health. Um, they can get onto our Facebook page. They can also get onto... Did you want to say it one more time? Oh, the restaurant? No, yeah. I've done it once. <laughs> <laughs> they get onto the... Um, the apoc- up- no. <laughs> I should have stopped at one. You should have stopped, should have stopped at, one. at one. 
Sorry, throw you under the bus there. Um, they get onto the Apothecary Kitchen Facebook page as well, mm-hmm. and um, we'll have details there and links. Um, click on the link, go through, and then you can book your tickets that way. What a great event it'll be, and if you'd like to see Peter Mullen getting down with the cabbage and a lot of other things <laughs> as well, and uh, you'll see some great uh, cooking demonstrations as well from Ben from the Apothecary Kitchen, so I, I thought I'd give another oh, go. There you go. Well. Ben, thanks for coming in today. Um, it will be a good event, and fingers crossed we can raise as much money as we can for Dan on the night. Thank you. Peter, you've got some other talks happening we need to wrap up with this morning. Uh, yep. So our next um, free talks through Mullen Health on the 1st of August, uh, managing, managing menopause naturally. Um, we also, on the 8th of August, I'm doing a talk on uh, managing stress and adrenal fatigue naturally as well, which is always a big topic at any time of the year, um, both stress and menopause. So if people want to know more about our free talks, they can check out our website or get onto our Facebook page. Next week on the radio will be very interesting as well. I'm looking forward to it already. Actually, I've got you and um, Rob lined up. I might bring some samples of some skincare product. We're going to do detox your skincare. What, do I need it that bad, do I? Well, you know, <laughs> we, we are, us men need to be looking after our skin just as much as the... Maybe not as much as the ladies, yeah. but, you know. We need to have a go. We, we'll ask Rob. He said he had some good tips, so... Okay, so you'll bring in some samples next week. Yeah, I think I will. I think okay. that's a great idea. I'll, I'll talk to you between now and then on what I think you need to bring in. <laughs> What, for me or for yourself? Or? Oh, for myself. Yeah, okay. Myself. Send Pete, me a... Pete, but look at Peter. I mean, if you're watching Send me the, an email. If you watch the uh, the podcast of this program, Peter's already looking fantastic. He's an, <laughs> he's an Adonis. Have a look at him. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you just More want free to, samples. More just, free samples. Yeah, that's it. You just want me to promote your um, website, your dating website, which I'll get, oh, I'll get back onto next week okay. as well. Okay, we ran out of time this week. Peter, thanks for coming in. Health and wellbeing. We'll call, talk to you next Tuesday afternoon on the radio. Thank you, Mark. And just on the Fermenting Food Fundraiser, next week we do have some information about that at our community events calendar, which you can find at 2NURFM.com. It's uh, right in the centre of our webpage. Uh, We've got the news tab, drop down to uh, community events calendar, and you'll find all the details there. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.